We're almost ready. Okay. Now Let's... we're ready. Matt and Becca. When we get Blitz a throne so he can sit right here. A high chair. His own spot for the podcast. For he now, would like it. You guys just get to look at that Blitzy boy. Such a cute picture of him. And that's actually when he was still on his leash. Because he was wild and... He looks the same. <laughs> he looks the same. Someone commented on my story this week when he was panting in the heat out there that he needed a haircut. Fun fact, Blitz does not get haircuts. I mean, I believe his breed would get trims like around his face, but he's one of those dog breeds that you're not supposed to cut their hair because they have that double-layered coat. So it wouldn't work for him. So and Blitz, do you want a hair, a new hairstyle? And it takes forever to grow back if you yeah. do cut it. He got into a <laughs> wild and in a patch of burrs one time, and his whole face was covered. And it, we tried to get him out, and we just had to resort to cutting a bunch of his face hair. <laughs> he had a and bald he spot. he had, like, bald spots for a while. And it, I feel like it He's still leaving because we're making back. fun of him. Yeah, he just left. I feel like it still grew back kind of weird. Like, that hair is just forever weird. Right, buddy? <laughs> You're on. You've got some questions. See, this today. is why we need some different angles. You know, so people funny. can see the you Blitz got... cam, what Blitz is doing. Hello, team. Welcome to podcast number three. Blitz cam. Blitz cam. Another week full of fitness fun. And this week had new friends. So we'll start with the oh, weekly man. wrap up. Yeah. You can't forget it seems that. seems so long ago. It does seem like it's been a long week. And I am coming off of a horrible night's sleep. Probably one of the worst night's sleeps ever I've gotten in the house. Why? Half of it, I think, is Blitz. And my brain was just running last night. So it's just got so much to tell you guys. But it just be like that. Also, I blame lack of CrossFit, even though, <laughs> even though I've been still doing a lot of training. I'm going to move this. I feel like my face is being covered by that. But when you don't do two and three workouts a day, you just have a, a excessive amount of energy that I don't normally have. And I'm definitely that person that likes to be so worn out before I go to bed. So I just hop in bed and I'm like, <sighs> dead. Not happening this week, though. So horrible know. night's sleep. The other part of that problem is blitz. It just, I had to move him last night. And it takes, I'm that person that would take a lot for me to move a dog out or to a I'm different side person. of it. I know, you send him to my side. Right. And you're like, that's your spot, even though that's where my legs go. So and it's on the other side of your legs. Yeah, but Blitz doesn't know that. So that's what I got to start. But yes, new, new fun stuff this week as far as we got to hang out with the world's strongest man this week. So that was pretty cool. Shout out to Mitchell Hooper. If you guys don't know, he is the world's strongest man. He's on a hot streak with all of his training and competing. We're rooting for him as he's trying to make history in world's strongest man of winning four consecutive, I'm going to call it big league competitions. It's like the master. It's like the, the not the master, like the, in golf, you have the majors, right? The masters, the PGA championship, yeah. US Open, British Open. It's like the majors of that's what his, he's trying to do. He's trying to do like the, the Grand Slam thing. Yeah. Of of, it, having, all, having them all at once. So he actually flew in this week, this past weekend, and we got to shoot some content and get a little bit of lifting tips. We He had deadlifts on his training schedule, so actually it was really cool. I got a few deadlift tips, and deadlifting is not my strong suit, so it was definitely a little bit intimidating being that we had the world's strongest man in our gym deadlifting over 800 pounds, and I'm over there like, look at this. We have a new Bolt 300 pounds. gym record. Yeah. So if anyone wants to come try it. <laughs> Any challengers. 835 for a double. <laughs> um, yeah. It's so new, ridiculous. It's a new. So ridiculous. But it was super cool. Um, if you guys 
don't already follow him, follow Mitchell Hooper on Instagram and make sure you keep up with his YouTube page because we're going to have vlogs coming out. We already posted a funny reels. Hopefully you guys got to see that. And, and he's yeah. crushing. He's doing a ton of stuff with. He's on a whole tour. Yeah. He's on a whole tour and we're super grateful. I mean, no joke. I was, and you heard this, but I was really actually kind of nervous because it was the first time someone had flown to us or traveled towards us to actually shoot content. Usually it has to do with training and that, that is always part of it. Training is, but it was mainly shooting some content and helping him on his tour and getting uh, next to some big names in the sport and helping him grow his brand. Last thing I'll say about that is such a cool dude, such a genuine dude. And we got to meet his, his little team with Fabian, his, his media guy. And you can tell they just work so well together. And it reminded me of our little team of you, me, and Gerard and how we kind of came up first of all, or second of all, or how many points I've brought up at this point. My brain's not working at this point. Our vlog, Gerard just texted me last night that vlog one is about to turn one years old. Oh, wow. So we should do like the this whole vlog. party vlog or something. I take out the squid hat. Dang it, I should have brought the squid hat in YouTube here. YouTube birthday. YouTube yeah. vlog birthday. Vlog birthday, not for the channel, but yes. It's about to turn one. That's exciting. What did you do this week? I hang out with the world's strongest man. <laughs> Top that. I did too. I was here. Was it cool from a I coaching guess... perspective? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's always cool to have someone like that who's obviously a great athlete and uh, kind of the tip of the spear on one side of, of, of a specialty sport like that, like strongman, and be able to just ask him questions about his training, about how often, you know, one thing I was talking to him about is like how often he does speed days um, in his training or dynamic effort days and <clears throat> just bouncing ideas off of and, and kind of learning and uh, getting a different perspective on some things and so it's obvious it's obviously a super cool opportunity and it's just cool to see somebody like use every weight possible in your gym we maxed out or the him gym. come to me and be like you have a bar that's stiffer i don't want to bend any of your barbells like never had that question i was so scared for our barbells watching more our, than anything watching our gym or watching him lifting and um yeah and then listening to the tips and and soaking that in was cool. And then, dude, uh, the other cool thing that I appreciate about Mitchell is just he is, he's just himself. Like, and there's not a lot of other strongmen that are going to put themselves out there and do the CrossFit stuff, but he was game to try some different stuff and do some strict handstand push-ups mm -hmm. and try doing a bar, working with you on the bar muscle-up stuff. Mm -hmm. Super cool that he's kind of, putting himself out there and doing some of that conditioning and sees the value in it also into some of the things he does. And, um, and super impressive for a guy that big to move like he does through some gymnastic stuff. It's crazy. So, yeah. Very cool dude. Yeah. And very, very cool to just talk to him about how we're trying to grow our brand in the sport of CrossFit and he's doing something similar in strongman and they're both kind of niche sports. Mm -hmm. So, there's like a lot of opportunities, but you got to be willing to hustle and he's definitely doing it. So that was really cool. Definitely the highlight of the weekend. And you guys keep up with his YouTube page and you'll get to see a whole lot more of what he was doing when he was here. Yeah. So And go sports. I mean, I think, you know, sometimes the fitness world can get into like, oh, they're CrossFitters. Oh, they're bodybuilders. Oh, this. I think we can appreciate all of it, especially the longer you're in it is like, wow, those are CrossFit athletes are amazing. And strongman athletes and just because i'm a crossfitter doesn't mean i can't be a fan of olympic weightlifting or bodybuilding and same vice versa um and i think there's a cool i don't know it's cool that those worlds are colliding a little bit so yeah. hopefully if we have any strongman people cheer on rebecca and crossfit <laughs> yeah i need both sides i need, need we all need this we need more fans we need more it's, it's following not even that it's just ironic that the world's strongest man came to hey. our gym just knowing that the year the couple years he wanted that to get a bar muscle the, up so he came to he the right person to he knows he definitely got some drills from me now so he'll probably be flying soon but hey i'm hoping some of that strongman energy just stayed in the gym <laughs> and it's just like floating I around did tell me that and... to um 
Helmut was in class the other day. Blitz loves to like, he loves weightlifting belts and the smell of people having them. And he just goes and like rolls oh, in the, he definitely rolled. and Helmut had his belt out. And as usual, Blitz was rolling around on his belt. And I was like, Helmut, you're about to PR your lift because just yesterday Blitz was rolling on Mitchell's belt and getting like the world's strongest man vibes on him and just transferred it to your belt. So let's, let's hit this big squat. I believe so there, it. Anyways, it's funny blitz stories. If you're at the gym here, you come visit us, and you're wearing a weightlifting belt, don't be surprised if blitz rolls around on it for a little bit. Yeah. So that happened. It's been the most humid week ever in the well, gym. The last two weeks. Notice man. that I don't have any coffee sitting here. I chugged a lot of coffee this morning because I was busting out some work, but I had my water bottle sitting up here just because can't get enough water right now so we've been sweating our butts off still so that's why here. i don't understand why you didn't you can't sleep good when first of all it takes forever to cool down your body to that's what i mean your like body the stress of the of the heat like in and out of the gym I figured because that i'm still like ramped more. up when i'm yeah. going to bed and i had a lot of fun things i was working on so there's that there was one of the oh we're getting into this i almost i almost didn't want to bring it up but since everybody's talking about it, and you wanted to talk about it this I morning, what? you ex know exactly what I'm about to bring up. If I say the name Dave Castro, now we're going to get more views on oh, this podcast. there you go. Get the clickbait out there. See? I'm just going to put, instead of my face on the thumbnail, I'm going to put Dave's face over my face, and then bam, all the views. But the more I thought about it, you brought it up this morning. And there's been like a thousand videos of like talking about this. That's why I'm. I was kind of like, do we really need to talk about it? Even though it's a, it's a big, it's big news in the CrossFit world. But in the, the sport world, I don't think it's a huge news in the affiliate world. Well, yeah, okay, but well, still, I mean, they affect they, each other. But yeah, they're tied together. As yeah. much as everyone wants to think they're separate, they're tied together. Yeah. They both help each other. Anyways, but the more I thought about it, and I was like, okay, we'll kind of lean into this. I do believe in that. I'm, I'm maybe I'm biased. We have a pretty unique perspective from me being a high-level competitor in the sport, you being a 12-year affiliate owner, and if you guys don't know this, we've been over this many times. Is Matt coached Cassidy Lancer McWhorter before he brought before I got competitive, and she competed for. 2013 seven. to 2018. How many years was that? How many years was she? She made the games? the games six times six in seven times. years. Yeah, so right? all the way back in Five, 2013, that was still when the games were big enough to attract large crowds, but it was still like the start of the games, I feel like. So it was the good old days mm -hmm. and and when it started growing. And so it's kind of a, um, we'll, I think we should should talk about it a little bit more. The perspective that I have is, one, I don't get in, up in people's business, okay? I hate doing that. That's why I didn't even want to get into this. But, a lot of, there's a lot of assumptions being made that there, people don't know. Yes. And they act like they, they talk like they know, but they don't know. I've that's, run in, that's where it gets I've run into Dave twice, sometimes. and that's just a hi as a teenager. And he gave us like a fist bump when we were a teenager at the games. And then it was a really cool small chat when we were at semifinals in 2021. But do I know Dave Castro? No. Do I know you Justin Burke? No. You, run a, you won an assault runner. Oh, I totally challenge. forgot about that. I did yeah. win a Dave Castro and talked to him over IG. But do I know him? No. Do I know Justin Burke? No. Do I know? So people are just making all these assumptions. So all we have to do is converse from our perspective. I'm a high-level competitor in this sport, very frustrated from this year. But the perspective that I have that a lot of people don't have is I'm not involved in camps. I don't get the extra gossip I, around the water cooler gossip. I don't get any of that, and I don't care to get any of that. But, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to kind of chat about it because I have ranted to quite a few people in the gym about where I think the competitive world should go and how I personally want to compete more. And then so many, I know so many other competitors are frustrated because we want to compete more. And then the other thing is I miss, I wholeheartedly miss 
the community being at high level competitions, meaning scale divisions, intermediate divisions, because I don't feel like there's a lot of that around. So that's kind of like where I'm coming from and the frustration and that tied to the recent news. So I feel like we went in one giant circle and that's that. There's nothing new happening. Rant to be continued by Coach Matt Bear, why I cool off. I mean, I think there's a lot. There's, first of all, several disappointments, frustrations throughout the competitive year, some Did things you about some. No, I said frustrations. Okay, we went over no, this last frustrations. night. Frustrations, <laughs> I said that. Throughout the competitive season and things with semifinals that didn't maybe go great or you can question and um, a, a lot of that. But I think. I, I just hate that sometimes people trash Justin Berg. Like he's a dude, he's been in CrossFit for 13 years. He's obviously like worked hard for CrossFit in a lot of ways. I think what I think happened in the long big circle of things or my presumption, I guess that's if we're gonna, if we're gonna assume things and talk about it a little bit is just the, I think why did they get rid of Dave in the first place? Cause they wanted someone they could control and Dave wasn't going to be controlled in my opinion. And so they took, Dave out and they found who can we control who will be the corporate spokesman for us and they plugged in Justin and he's probably got some skills that he's good at and does things I mean he worked with Dave for years with the game so he's done some good things in the sport because he would have worked alongside Dave I don't think he would have lasted around Dave if he was just trash but he got put into a position uh, where now he's a spokesman and maybe that didn't fit his skill set and he's a team player and there's some things like I really wonder, did he make the decision not to televise those two events? Or was it higher level CrossFit? Was it money issues? Was it the media team there saying like, no, we got this new cool thing. And the, you know, he was directed that way. And then he's just the guy taking the fall for it or, or the guy that has to have that kind of corporate speak and speak over it because he's covering that it was someone else's thing. And so I don't know, I get that feel a little bit. And now they're realizing, hey, we need a leader. We need someone that's gonna like, provide a little bit more direction or be able to speak more clearly and succinctly to issues or take them on a little bit more head on. And so uh, the fact that it happened in this short, in this time frame worries me a little bit to that there's like panic or not pan, maybe a little bit of panic, but a little bit of um, underlying issues, underlying, underlying issues going on that we, that could be, you know, that we, that it would not be good. I don't want that to be the case, but anyways, I don't know. There's so much that I don't know. I just get that feel a little bit is they got rid of Dave because they wanted someone they could control. So they plugged in the corporate CrossFit guy. And then now they're like realizing they need, they need something a little bit different. So with the recent news, do you feel more scared or uncertain about where we're going or kind of hopeful no I mean I'm I'm hopeful that I think you know at the end of the season I think there needed to be a change something had to be changed I'm glad that they have strong leadership in Dave I mean I think there's there's pluses and minuses with everything I like the way that they are more open to feedback or they had been more open to feedback but they also need to have some line of direct clear vision and leadership and saying this is where we're going you're either with us or jump on the jump on the boat let's go or if you don't like it you don't have to deal with it but i think it's promising in a lot of ways um because i think change was needed it just worries me that it was happened it happened so quickly that there's more issues whether it be money or sponsorship for the games or stuff that was like becoming an issue that they were just like we got to do something now sure. so the sport doesn't get it's a flop and yeah and we have like a huge setback in the sport or the year so I mean, that's I, my biggest concern. I mean, I honestly just, I think a terrible thing that could have happened is that we just kept trudging through whatever this mess that we did the last couple years, it feels like, of as far as lack of communication, changing structures, experimenting on the fly, and just, it seemed like decisions were made on the fly and everything, as well as I think another terrible thing we could do is just plug Dave Castro back in and go back to exactly how it was when he was back in charge. I think they're both terrible things to do. 
the reason we're trying to make changes is to make progress. And I and I'm hopeful that we see that. And I still hope that there's like a collective team up at the top making these decisions. And we all know like all of our brains think differently. So we have like the team leader who has the vision and I'm about to get into that too. Just some thoughts that I shared with, with one of our members yesterday who competes as a master and is so in love with CrossFit. And it's so fun to talk to people like that when they have that same passion as you. But we need the person that's leading the way with the big idea, but we also need other brains that have all these different perspectives to bring up all of these. Maybe this is an underlying issue that was overlooked and blah, 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 and not just having one brain just trying to push us down this path because I mean, you have one set of eyes. You can't see all the, all the things that might come up. So just as much as I think it would have been terrible for us to keep trudging through the mess that we have been in the last couple years, I think it would be equally as terrible if we just reverted back to everything we were doing in what year was he fired? Last year. Before After, the Open. Okay. 2022 yeah. before the Open. Just back then. So change and progress. That's, that's what we're hoping for. And I, I'm hopeful for it. Yeah. But... The other thing that was brought up when I, we were having this conversation in the gym, you do need someone, especially in our grungy little niche sport, is someone who's obsessed with it. You see the best coaches, you see the best athletes, and we're obsessed with everything from the business side of it to the community side of it to just doing a plain old good workout. And I don't know... Dave, but from my perspective and what he did to grow the sport, I think you can't really argue that he's got an obsession for it, right? Yeah. So hopefully. Absolutely. It- yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, I think there's some things just, I guess the last thing I'll say is I, getting Dave back involved in the game side, I think is great. I think it's going to be great for so many different reasons. He's also, he's one of the amazing things he does. He's an amazing programmer but he makes events cool, man. Like they're fun to watch. And I, I always say, I want the events to lean towards, you know, fitting a test or being a good test within all the events of the weekend or something that is that is really gonna, you know, help us find the fittest. But every now and then, if we give an inch or two to make those events be the most crazy things where someone walks by and sees that, sh- Excuse me, that shit on. Um, oh, what a potty mouth! <laughs> yeah, see, is walking by and sees it on YouTube, or you send it to your buddy and they see it. They're like, "Holy, you know." Um, I think he did great at that, and I think, dude, uh, of all the criticisms, of all of them, uh, so many of the criticisms I have about semifinals, the thing that drives me the most crazy is they are telling us the whole time we're trying to expand and reach our audience, and they had the most. They did made so many decisions that made boring ass events. Thank you. So I was waiting. We're to see literally if you were gonna... a, 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 one story that my dad gave, who's not a hardcore CrossFitter, but was there, is people watching their kids, like they're sitting next to fa- other parents and watching their kids, and they get on the runner, and they're just like, oh well, whatever. Everyone they're picks like up their phone, phone, they start talking. They're not even watching the event. So I hope I think. Dave will do great at that. I just wanted to push back a little bit on the Justin Berg thing because I think it's easy to be like, oh, he sucks. Glad he's gone. Don't let the door hit your ass. And maybe he deserves some of that criticism. Probably some of it he does. Um, but I think it's a little bit much, probably. Because we don't know the whole story. CrossFit in this community is so dang cool. I mean, you will meet some of the coolest people the most hardworking people in this community. And there's so much opportunity. It makes me sad that I feel like we've lost some of that. But I believe in it. I, I believe, believe it's going to come back around. Because it's just like when they didn't televise that event, all of a sudden you have all these people hustling from different podcast yes. hosts to people that don't even work for CrossFit to people amazing. that work for CrossFit, like coming together to be like, we got to get something out to the pe- to the diehard fans. For so, free. Yeah. Stop trying to... The money will get, oh, this is such like, I'm such a big believer in this. And we actually have a question this week that goes into the finances of being a professional CrossFit athlete. So we're going to get into that. Our questions really, stop laughing at that, but really soon. And 
I'm a total believer, and I don't make a ton of money from what we do. I'm a total believer in those pieces as far as money and monetization come when you're presenting good things to the world. And if we keep following, getting those people that are so passionate about the sport and plugging them in to where they have these opportunities, it's all going to come. The right people are going to come. The money's going to come. The pieces that the sport needs to grow is going to come. So I'm a huge believer just, in that. Just imagine the difference of you walk into a CrossFit gym in 2017 or 2018, and we're doing the open or we're getting ready, you know, for regionals at the time, and the buzz around the gym and how CrossFitters spoke about the CrossFit games mm -hmm. and how exciting it was. And most everyone's a fan and be like, this is awesome. This is cool. Versus now you could walk into a CrossFit gym and even the most diehard people that train hard, that sweat, leave it on the ground, do extra sessions. No, they, but they, but the outside perspective would be like, man, they, they love this stuff. They do it, but they're always, the general feel is that there's issues yeah. with everything that we see. Like it's not a, which doesn't the, make the it vibe fun. is not the same around it because there's frustrations built up. Which doesn't make it fun. And if it's not fun, it doesn't work. So from an outsider's, it, anyways. Yeah, we spent a long time yeah, on that. Let's go. Let's but <laughs> that's why people are making whole podcasts on it. So there you go. There's our kind of there's our kind of perspective, and we don't have a big in on all of this news. So that's what gets me a little bit frustrated when we pick up stuff like that. Like it, it does affect us in our co competitive world and our affiliate world. And I'm hopeful it, it brings us to a new what's, chapter. What's best for the games will be best. For the affiliates we've got to get to y'all's questions so i'm excited we are crushing the questions just like i said last week they're getting into like these are like fun things not just dinosaur questions but questions i want to dig deep into I just so you guys a disclaimer get to... out here on these questions what as rebecca gets to prepare for these questions <laughs> i have no preparation i have no idea what any of these questions are so nothing but realness here I don't, I glance at them and then copy and paste them onto a Google Doc. So I kind of know what they like, are. Oh. What, what, even with our weekly See, even notes. This, I'm trying I to compete with you on my answers. So I, feel like I, I don't you. want to hear your weekly notes because then it messes up a natural conversation. So he tries to start talking to me about the week and I'm like, no, 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 no. Save them for the podcast. Question. We're going to start with the quick questions. What Question. About life? <laughs> Save them for the podcast. <laughs> this is life now. <laughs> Quick questions. Do you use any supplements? If so, what supplements? I am such a skeptic when it comes to putting things in my body when it comes to any type of supplements or medication or anything. So the only supplements I take is obviously protein powder. And the only other thing I use is creatine. Get these muscles growing big. But those are the only things I use. I've always been even, oh yes and i'm very picky that's something i get very picky about obviously the brand that you use because we are drug tested and don't tell i don't the brand and huh? so you're sponsored so they sponsor the podcast don't say your brand well how are they gonna know send them a message <laughs> send them a message i'll send you guys a message just kidding um but yeah those are you the only share. things i use that's because even from when i was a gymnast i was one, I'm skeptical about things that go in my body just because I'm a hardcore skeptic. But the other thing is I'm also that crazy person that even if it's a leave or Tylenol, I don't want to get used to that and feel like I'm losing an edge because I had so many teammates and I feel like there's still so many people that just take a leave or a Tylenol daily. And I'm like, if you're taking that daily... You're just, I feel like you're just going to get immune to it or you're, that's going to be the new feeling. And it doesn't get, get, get rid of pain. It just masks it and it's still, the underlying issue is still there. So those are the only supplements I use, protein powder. I do uh, drink some BCAs when I'm training and then creatine on the daily. Um, there was a funny reels that Mitchell and I did about creatine. But if you talk to this guy and his handful of colorful supplements at lunch it's all natural things yeah i mean i take creatine take creatine yeah 
Well, not all the time, but it's in that pre-workout that I have, mm-hmm. when I have that pre-workout. Um, I really should be more consistent. I'm very inconsistent on protein, added protein to my like protein shake. I'll do it probably about half the times I work out, if that. Kind of depends on what kind of workout I do. If I do more of something strength, I'll take it. If I do just a Metcon, I usually don't end up taking it. Um, and then I just have vitamins, vitamin D, which everyone should take. We're almost almost all of us are deficient in the vitamin D. Go Unless you spend outside a lot of time outside with little clothing on, you're not getting enough vitamin D. Um, and especially like in the winter time, bump it up more. And there's times too I'll cycle that. Like if we're gonna go to the lake for a weekend or time, I'll take I won't take the supplement. I'll just be outside a lot. Little clothing on. <laughs> I didn't get it's past true. that. True. You need the you need your skin getting sunlight. Um, and especially as you age, you're you're less efficient at uh, creating vitamin D from the sun. So it's a good supplement for a million reasons. Um, glucosamine and chondroitin, I don't know if that really yeah, does anything. That's for joints. Uh, I told you guys. Beetroot, I love beet. Beetroot's a big... What are we at, like five? No, it's not that many yet. Somewhere around Um just for cardiovascular health and like uh, some other things with that, just as far as can help your cardiorespiratory performance um, and conditioning. Um, let's see, what else? Usually something with like, I'll kind of cycle on and off sometimes, like taking like a turmeric, like just as an anti-inflammatory, like take it for a month or two and then be off of it for a month or two. Um, a multivitamin, a daily men's multivitamin. It's not that much. It's not that crazy. This is supposed to be a quick question. Sorry. <laughs> it's been going okay. on for... Well, I was just... That's about... That's like 10 different you know, supplements. It's not that much. Just because you don't take anything. I'm a skeptic. Next question. In y'all's opinion, which is the hardest sport, both physically and mentally? Go. What's the hardest sport? It's the hardest sport, physically and mentally. In an effort to grow our Go Sports segment, I want to say disc golf. (laughs) (laughs) Go watch that episode and see how frustrated I got and how physically incapable I was. I mean, if we're saying CrossFit is a sport, I'm saying CrossFit's physically the most difficult sport to do it at wow. the really? at, to do it at the highest level and the time and the pain like the physical which is why we should compete the more physicality of it I would say CrossFit give us more opportunities anyways it's I was just gonna say any fighting yeah I guess MMA yeah. MMA UFC I guess Jiu-Jitsu that's that's, that's true because when you lose or boxing. you get, you get yeah. any fighting I think you have to be one physically such and in, in such good physical shape and then you have to be nutsos in the brain to step in a ring with someone like that so i think it's any type of fighting yeah you do have to be crazy to be a crossfitter but it's like basic functional movements no i'd say real golf at least for my brain I knew you were gonna say that because one that just um when you get to that you know the end of the 18th hole or whatever and you have to hit a shot or you hit a shot then you have to the the time in between of I hit the shot you know I have to walk and be thinking about not messing up the next shot it's like an easier it would be a really hard mental sport or if you have a few bad shots recovering from that I feel is so much pressure in that at least for me I'm better I thrive more like in football where hey if I screw up the next play is coming up immediately and I get to redeem myself or I don't have time to think. I just get to react and be an athlete. If you guys didn't know, Matt did play collegiate football for the Air Force Academy. So that will not be a ghost sports episode. He's got too much of a leg up. And I... All what do you, you say have, mentally? All you, all, I said fighting. Both physically and mentally. Oh, both. Okay. But they had, the two had to go together. Golf, Yeah. Uh, golf is hard, but not. I'll play that when I get older. Will you ever come to New Zealand? 
it is that is probably the one place I want to go in this world is go visit the kiwi birds from when I was like seven years old and did a research paper on kiwi birds so I do plan on it one day that is where I want to go next question what is your biggest struggle when it comes to posting so many videos slash stories every day thank you for recognizing my struggle <laughs> because there are plenty of struggles it takes me less than 15 minutes to shoot something it'll take me hours to edit something so i need more hours for editing you would see me at home i get home pull out my ipad and start editing right away and usually up late editing especially when it comes to like the podcast and longer form things like the muscle up videos or any skill series those take forever to edit because i have to do the long form one that goes on youtube and then i cut it down into a reels short so editing takes so long but shooting it's really fun shooting's the easy part it's editing pretty soon we'll have a, a team once i get my act together and start asking for help on that and being well you've gotten leader. so good at it too yeah i'm Even though faster. it takes you it doesn't take your way faster okay couple more short questions and we're going to get to our longer questions. Where did Blitz get his name? Blitzy boy, where are you? He's sleeping. Where'd you get your name, man? Blitzcam. Blitzcam. Fun fact. Well, if you guys didn't know, Blitz is a German wire hair pointer. He gets mistaken for Irish wolfhounds and uh, griffons those She's are like, those are really similar he's cousins with like um and other he gets mistaken for all these other different dog breeds but he's a german wire hair pointer so blitz i you came up with his name but yes it does in german it means well the first thing is uh the breeders that i got blitz from the wife was a crossfitter and i got sent a picture of two males and i was like i want that one so you just, I need to find Shoot. that picture. He had this like psycho. crazy wild and, and then the guy was like, well, that's the one my wife was going to keep. And I was like, well, that's the one I want. So it's either that one or I'm waiting. Buy it or bust. So I got Blitz and his, his initial name was Murph. After Murph. Fun fact. Murph, the, the workout. And looks um, like a Murph. Yeah. And I love that name, but I kind of already had my mind, my mind made up. He's a German wire hair pointer. We're Bolt, Thunderbolt in German is Blitz. I played football, played linebacker. It was like perfect name. It, it really is perfect. And, and just for how he acts. And for you guys that didn't know, Bolt does come from your football background yeah. for just being at the Air Force Academy. So it came full circle, and that's why Blitz is psychotic and <laughs> has the name Blitz. So. Last short question before we get to some longer questions, which I'm so excited to dig into. What is your current TV show addiction? <laughs> okay, let me explain myself. I don't sit down and watch TV shows. If I do have TV shows on, they're reality competition, weird, things I can watch halfway and do something else. So I don't get into these big, long series. So... Things I've gotten into, uh, reality TV show competitions, anything from Ink Master, like the tattoo competition show, to now we're watching a cowboy competition show, which is actually pretty awesome because it's making me want a horse. And then we went through all the Netflix love, com not competitions, but reality TV shows of dating, of weird dating shows. <laughs> and The Office... Arrested Development, and we might have had a short spurt of Judge Judy. She's, she's seen Arrested Development at least 10, probably 50 10, times. Yeah, all the way through. But then I keep starting over the good the first few seasons because they're the best. So he still gets on to me about not wanting to watch like these big TV Basically, shows I, that everybody's about. If there's something about. that's like that, I just have to watch it by myself. Yeah, all right. Go for it. But you're like, I'm not going to watch it without you. Well, I don't want to watch it. I'm doing other things. Okay. To our longer questions, thank you guys for sending them via email. If you want to ask us one of these long-form questions, please send it to 
getthatfusenews at gmail.com, and here we go. Hi, love all of your content, by the way. I think it's awesome, and a lot of your tips and videos have helped me or made my day. Ha ha. Been a great week seeing all you guys make some progress on muscle-ups and all that fun stuff, so thank you for always sharing. A little background on my question. I started CrossFit like eight to nine months ago. Still new to it. I was introduced to it by my friend who is pretty seasoned in the sport. The gym I started at with her was a gym that had two different sides, an elite advanced, or how you say the cool kids club, and then they had a regular class. I started out with the elite advanced athletes as my friend was helping me get into it. The elite side was more on your own stuff, so there would be, wouldn't be coaches to help. Anyways, I moved gyms, and the culture at the gym is completely different. I'm kind of having a hard time with letting coaches help with scaling and kind of feeling like I built some bad habits, and now I have to fix them. And it doesn't feel that great, honestly. Would you be able to give me some advice on how to help me overcome it or some tips for getting through it? I should say that I like my new gym and can tell the coaches really want to help. It, it just takes getting used to from not having any feedback to having coaches that actually care and try to help. I love it. Good. I mean, first of all, good things happen that, um, I mean, the best thing about that message is you found a gym that you like. We tell people when they end up leaving our gym just due to life and jobs and having to move away is make sure you try out some different gyms that vibe with you. Everybody vibes with a different gym. But just like coaching and learning a new skill, you learn it incorrectly. It gets hard to break down those bad habits just as if like coach, being able to take coaching advice is a skill in itself. So, I mean, you got bad habits to break on that too, and just being more accepting yeah, of that. Just, so, you got to you got to check your ego. Is really what it comes <laughs> down to, um, and it's not all. It's not your fault. And I try to realize that too. Is like when someone comes in from another gym, and we may may do things differently, or I'm I don't blame the athlete. This is how they were taught. Mm -hmm. But we can kind of build up like, oh, I know this already, and and, and there's there's multiple ways to skin a cat, but sometimes there's there's certain principles that are the same no matter what. And if you learn those principles out of order or they're not quite there or certain aspects of the movement aren't there, we need to go back and build those. And the other thing I would say is just that might help you with that criticism or that feedback is if someone's giving you feedback in any way, I mean, obviously you can do it in a really negative way, then that would not be good coaching. But if you're getting feedback in a way, it's because someone's trying to make you better and they care just cheerleading and saying keep going when you're doing moving like crap is a lazy not care not really caring very much other than collecting your membership kind of coaching it's not so you have to realize like when you're getting that um that it's coming from a place of them putting effort and them putting trying to put something uh their effort into you to make you better and just take it like that and as long as it's coming in the right attitude and with that that sense of you know here's feedback it, then you should be be accepting to it yeah totally i think you're in the right spot now of just you're getting coaching which is awesome and as long as they're giving you genuine advice where it looks like they're trying and it's not like half-assed just cues being thrown at you that that's you got to realize that's really really good but if you're what you say, a seasoned athlete that is now going to coaches where you don't feel like they're, where you feel like their skills aren't up to par yet, that's okay. They're, they're probably, you might be right in that they're learning as coaches because it takes a long, long time to develop coaches because they got to put, put in the reps too. Here's what you, you do is you, you ask questions back to them. If they give you a cue of like, hey, you rushed that lift off the ground and um, we want you to be more patient and blah, 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 ask them why. What's going to happen if I do that? Or I'm feeling this when you give me that cue. Am I doing this right? Did I make improvements on that one? So I love that. 
as a coach when athletes ask questions back because that shows me that they're engaged and they're going to try something different. And that means we're, our relationship is like solidifying that we're starting to trust each other. Whereas if you feel like you're a little bit skeptical of these coaches or having a hard time receiving that feedback, first of all, if you're on the coach's side, be patient. Athletes got to, you got to build trust and same thing on the athlete side, be patient and you're, you're going to build trust. But having those conversations back and forth helps you guys figure it out because the athlete might be right. The coach might be right. Vice versa we might be wrong, but, but we're trying to figure it out all together. So one, one other thing, coaches, for the coaches tips, the coaches side of this is if you are, you do have that new person that comes in, it's so easy. You see like 12 things you want to fix and, or they're, they're trying to figure out the flow of your vibe of your gym and you don't quite, and it's a little bit different or the way you do things and you're just trying to fix all of those at once. It, it can be like, even if you're doing it in a, in a really good way, it can come off as like being nitpicky and being like the only one getting kind of uh, picked at, especially when someone's coming into a new environment. So just like Rebecca said, you have to be patient with your athletes and develop some emotional and some emotional an emotional bank account or some trust before you like just hammer them with tons of feedback. And like, mm-hmm. we'll have some of those folks that come in sometimes and I can just tell, I was like, I want to fix 12 things, but I'm going to just try to get them to move like an inch on this one thing. And then I'm going to let them work out. And then I'm, they're going to see over time, like, oh, he knows what he's talking about. Oh, he's doing this to try to make me better. And then they're going to become more and more receptive. And then I can really start kind of digging into them a little bit more. But it's 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 easy sometimes when you get someone that's coming from a different environment or maybe that learned something and you have this tool and you're like, man, I'm going to fix them immediately. And it's going to be so awesome to like come at them like um, kind of like how Blitz can come at a new person like a, and like overwhelm a dog or a person. When they're coming in the door, like you're so ready to help them that you can, you almost like make them. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I mean, ah! I'm just trying that. to sweat right now. They'll so, do that. So just that balance there, I think, is important for coaches. Yeah, you don't want to make them feel like all the reps that they put in before they met you were a waste. Right. Because they're not. And, and, and yeah, and even if on you the have, bigger, better things with right. you guys building your relationship yep. together. Very cool. I love that question. Thank you for your question. All right. On to a few more long form questions. Hey there from Brazil. You should go there. Go to Brazil. I wonder what the financial, this one's a little bit, might have to reword it a little bit, a little bit of the language barrier there. I wonder what the financial impact of not going to the games is. I mean, if you put it on a scale, the money that you earn from winning workouts and podium and sponsors and all of the costs with travel and hotel food, et cetera, does the games have a big impact on an athlete's yearly income? Make it or miss it. Had to reword that one a little bit, but totally, do you get, understand it? So, depends on where you're at in the sport right now. Y'all wanna hear something funny? Get ready for this. Me not making the games this year is going to save us a shit ton of money. It's expensive to go to the games. Well, it would have been about break even. Well, no, only because we're planning on going on a honeymoon this year. No, but I mean, just like, if you would take your winnings, like even if what you won last year, what was it? It was like six grand. It's on the... Something something like that. It's on the... uh... Yeah, but that's between semis and the games. Yeah. Like, it's not a lot right? when you take into account your folks and friends that you want to, your family that you want to take along, and you get plane tickets. Food is insane. Food. The hotel that you're there for an entire week. We were there for, what, over a week yep. last time. And then Gerard, there's registration um, registration yeah. fees. We got to pay for Gerard to get there. We got to... Because he's a part of the team. Yeah. And oh yeah, Reg- you have to re- you have to, to register. You have for to the pay games. to go to the. Games. I mean, I think it's three hundred dollars and whatnot. Yeah. But obviously, if you're top in the sport, like top five, you can well, top ten. You can but... you can make a a living off of that because you're going to get the big money comes from sponsors, the sponsorships that you get. 
there's always a bunch of nitpicky things tied up in those sponsorship goes as far as like they want you to perform well obviously and place on the podium where you get bonuses and if you don't compete in between these times you're you're you could get jacked on on your money so it it, it there's a lot of things that go into it to where I, honestly like this year where I'm at and the type of competitor I am where I'm not top 10 I got to make my money other other ways anyway. It's not going to make a. It's not. It's not making, making a, a big, big difference. financial difference. No. But I mean, if you were. I mean, it helps with possibly reaching out to sponsors in some ways, but obviously, you always want to. We always want to make it there. That's there's no question in that. But it's not going to make a huge difference in your finances this year. No, it's not. Hopefully, in the future, we can make a lot more money with that. But yeah. That's plain and simple. If you're one of the top athletes, yeah, you're, you can make a killing in it. And it's not so much from prize money as much as it is like sponsors. All that kind of accumulates together. I hope in the future there's going to be more money up for grabs with just with more competitions yeah. and everything that goes back into what we were talking about and before. There's probably some people that didn't make it this year. I won't name names, but have stuff in their contracts. When they make the games, they get bonuses. You know, and so when they didn't make the games... It sucked. They lost out on that, and yeah. not just, and then obviously the visibility and stuff that they're going to be able to build at the games or winning events or where they might finish in the games. But yeah, so it, it just depends where you're at. It depends on where you're at, but it's so just still a small sport that you got to be at the top of the the mountain to really make a living off of it. So um, yeah, we're hustling in other ways, especially working hard at the gym and podcasting. <laughs> You want to be a sponsor for our podcast? We give you guys a shout out and everything. That'd be cool. Did Aid? I see you there. Sponsored by Brazil. See you there. Thank you, Brazil. That was a great question. Thank you. One more, and then we're gonna wrap it up with our closing thoughts and favorite workout of the week. There are so many recovery tools available now between massage guns, tens units, vibrating foam rollers, cold taints, etc. Do you have any specific recovery methods slash tools that you can rep recommend and when to use them? Yeah, there's a lot of cool, fancy toys out there as I refer to them as because, yes, I do think they help with recovery. And just the ones that I have, obviously, I have a, a massage gun. I have like a hypervolt and then one other small like travel version of it. And I have a power dot, which is a you should 10 give, unit. Give them, what's the name of that little one? You love that one. You should give I them a shout out on the podcast. I don't, I don't remember the name of it. We'll add it in next time. <laughs> we'll, we'll put a link in there. Because um, you love that little one. Yes, it's so good to travel with. I tra yeah. I've used it a lot at the games. And um, just freeze sleeves. I, think, I don't think I have anything other than that. We have um, just a power dot, which is a TENS unit. Oh, we have the leg. Oh, we have the Normatex. Normatex that we don't really use. Well, I try to use. There's a lot to take out. I use them more than you do. But yeah, Our those are the things we have. Sore. So I love all of those things, especially I think my power dot really helps <coughs> when I actually put it on. And obviously the massage guns are pretty easy to use. But realize those are supplements to your mobility Plain and simple. Those are just supplements. Do not, I, big thing I try to tell athletes when I just see them, they're like, oh, my shoulder hurts. And they get out the massage gun and they're like, that's the noise that it makes. And like, make sure you're stretching and strengthening that guy up because the massage gun just doing that all over you is not going to fix the underlying issue. It might make it feel good for a second. So, Here's, here's a gen, I think, a good rule that you guys could follow. Before you take out the massage guns and foam rollers and everything, do a little bit of light stretching before it. Or vice versa. I just think if you do it before and then take out the fancy massage gun, it'll help you actually get your mobility and accessory in. Make a deal with yourself that I can only use my massage gun if I do mobility and accessory tied to it. And that's just general. I try to do that and not just rely on all the fancy massage tools and everything. Um, 
Only other thing I have to that question is you make me cold plunge at competitions and it's probably the worst part about competing, to be honest. You make me hop in those cold plunges. It's traumatizing. Usually it's just to reduce inflammation and help you be ready for the next workout and cool you down. We talked about that being in the heat or sometimes when you're hot after workouts, that energy, that energy you have to use to cool yourself down. And then you get too cold. Yeah, Y'all want to hear a fun story from the games? Okay, this is going to be the wrap because we've been talking a long time. Funny, funniest story from the games is after one of the events, it was the up and over event actually, I went and did a cold plunge after and you go no, from no, being... First of all, it's not just after up and over. The capital was the morning. Okay, that doesn't it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, but it does. It makes a difference for. I got in a cold plunge, and then I got freaking cold. And when you get out of those things, you can't stop shivering. So that, that we were on concrete, and the sun was shining. The cold plungers are like in the shade, so obviously I'm going to go stand in the sun after to try to warm up. And the concrete felt so good, but it was just the middle of the road where all the golf carts were driving and everything and i could not get myself to stop shivering so what was my genius plan it is starfished right in the middle of the road to where all these golf carts had to like drive around me just to try to warm up after a cold plunge mm -hmm. but that might be the worst part of competitions that was a fun but one. we don't really do it out of competition and the main no, the main reason is because you're trying to put on muscle and it's been shown that Cold plunging is not the best when you're too. It, the anti-inflammatory, uh, I guess principles or the nature of it can limit muscle growth. So I ain't gonna argue with my. We just do it. Jump we just do it in plunge. competition when you're trying to be able. I we're not trying to build muscle argue. at that point. We're just trying to recover and get ready for the next one. As a wrap, favorite workout of the week. Let me think. I liked yesterday's partner workout that we did together. Oh, Saturday when we did that partner workout together? I mean, I died on the muscle-up wall ball. I was like, that was hard. But partner workout? Which one? We did two. We did Saturday and yesterday's. then yesterday. I liked yesterday's. Yeah. You want me to say that one? Yeah. You guys, you know why she liked yesterday's? Because it was I go, you go. And so she got extra rest. Because she's faster than me. I thought we were pretty similar in time, mm. but you were like, no, we weren't. Ten rounds alternating with a partner. You do five each. A hundred to no. hundred to hundred and fifty meter run. Thirty foot dumbbell or kettlebell lunge. Hold them any way you want on your shoulders. Front rack, back rack. One to two rope climbs. Scale up or down as needed if you need to scale down. Five to ten pull-ups, usually when we're doing rope climbs and pull-up is a scale, I try to say do strict pull-ups if you don't have rope climbs. Then back the way you came, another 30-foot lunge with your dumbbells or kettlebells. Finish on a 100 to 150-meter run. Ten rounds with your buddy. Alternate rounds. Intervals were Whoa. taking us anywhere from three to four minutes. The class, three to four Target minutes. Target was three to three and a half minutes. Yeah. Yeah. If you're getting close to four, you need to adjust. Yeah. Well, the class was finishing anywhere from 30 minutes to 40 minutes. So yeah. between all the, t uh, with all the 10 rounds. So there you guys go. That one was super fun. The second run, if you do it, just get to the finish line. It's rough. What? The second run. No. Like the first run, you're like coming off that rest. You're like so peppy going and then you get to that second run after all those lunges first of all am i the only one that has the issue where i jump off the rope and if there's lunges we're doing with rope climbs my butt just seizes up like this before you even start lunging <laughs> like when i jump off the rope <laughs> before i even do the lunges it's like preemptive yes <laughs> like oh no more lunges my butt like i'm sort of there but if you guys do that one, have fun. That's a wrap. Follow us on IG at Rebecca Fuselay, Coach Mad Bear, Blitz the Best Boy, 
Email us at getthatfusenews at gmail.com. We got the like newsletter coming. We got new Go Sports coming. We got new vlogs coming. We are doing so much. Like, subscribe, and we'll see you guys later for episode four. Peace out.